All right, good morning, everybody. It is good to see you all. Uh, we continue with this series uh, called Life with God. Life with God, we desire to have a life that is close to God, a life that we feel connected to God. And so we're talking about these different spiritual practices that we can do, things that we can actually do to practice to be able to then experience life with God. And so we've talked about, you know, some different things of reading and meditating on the scripture, fasting, maybe even joined us in fasting this week on Wednesday. We thank you for that. We join you in prayer uh, and all sorts of uh, uh, different things that we can do to practice. Now today we are talking about the practice of generosity, okay, generous living. Now, let me just tell you straight up right now, this is not a talk about giving your offering in church, okay? Uh, that's, not the, that's not what this is about. This is about a full life of generosity and how we can be generous in so many ways. But I want you to think about this when we talk about it as a practice, so not just a mindset of, of thinking generously or hoping to be generous, but saying, okay, I will do this in the same way I'll sit down and read my Bible or in the same way I'll say, I'm going to spend an hour in solitude. That, in that kind of way, you're going to practice being generous. Okay, and that will then help you to be closer to the Lord. It helps you to live this life with God. And so I want us to, to consider that. Now there's, even as we read some of these verses, some of these verses that we'll read about this, and I could just spend 45 minutes now only reading Bible verses about generosity or sharing or uh, being sort of open-handed and hearted with other people, like all these kind of notions or even money in the Bible. I could just keep reading just Bible verses alone. There's so many. So I'm going to be hitting some today, but not all of the great ones. Uh, but even as you'll hear about it, it will even talk about blessing. As you do these things, you will be blessed. We do believe that. We believe what the Bible says. Now, what we don't believe is that it's this transactional thing. So as we read this, it's not a, a straight up, like, if I do this for God, he will do this thing I want. Okay? That's not how it works. Like, I, I'll do this for you, God, and now you do this for me. You're on the hook. Okay? It's not like that. So it's not the vending machine thing. But we will experience some blessings that, that we will talk through as we go. Uh, but I want us to kind of understand, okay, what is generosity? What do we mean when we talk about generosity? Generosity is, first of all, it's this overflow of a humble heart, okay? Generosity is this, this heart that is humble and it is in love with the Lord and our heart overflows and out of that we overflow with help and sharing and giving to others, now, generosity is also just being like God. God owns it all. God has created it all. God is in charge of it all. And God has been generous with us. We worship a God who is a good father, who is generous with his children. Even when we think about the gospel, the good news of Jesus is God being out of control generous. 
Imagine you are God. You are in heaven. You are in that kind of place, right? And you think, you know what I'll do? I'll come down and live on this earth with these people and experience all the pain and suffering and struggle that people go through and then go die upon the cross for them. That's incredible generosity. God goes above and beyond in his love and care for us. And so we just simply, when we think about being generous, we just follow God's example. But it's, it's willing to give help in a way that is more than what is expected. Okay? Generosity. Willing to give help in a way that is more than what is expected. It's above and beyond. It's not just whatever, like what you're supposed to do. It's above and beyond what you're supposed to do. That's being generous. Now, I want to look at a couple uh, passages. One's in the Old Testament and then one in the New Testament that I think give us some kind of foundations of generosity. This one's in Deuteronomy 5. I even encourage you to read. This is a few verses there. Read all of Deuteronomy 5, especially 1 through 11 if you get a chance. But it says this. This is, okay, this is the Torah. This is the first five books of the Old Testament to the people of Israel. And he says, If there are any poor Israelites in your towns, when you arrive in the land your Lord, your God, is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted towards them. Okay? That's the first, I think, kind of beginnings of some definitions of generosity is, is with an opposite. Okay? That we want to be soft-hearted, tender-hearted, and we want to be open-handed towards people. When we're soft-hearted, tender-hearted, and open-handed, it's that opposite of this, right? Hard-hearted and tight-fisted. And so then he says, instead, be generous and lend them whatever they need. Give generously to the poor, not grudgingly, for the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. All right, so we see even the beginnings of this, that we are to be generous and God will bless us in some way in return. But we're to have this heart of generosity. We even see here in the Old Testament something about, as we'll see later, like a cheerful giver, right? That we are cheerful and not grudging in when we give or when we share. Now we go all the way to the New Testament, to the book of Acts, and this is the, the description of what the early church was. So Jesus has died on the cross, he's risen again, and then he ascends into heaven. And then a month and a half or so later, you have the early church really getting going, and uh, this is what life is like for them. It says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. And then it says, a deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. Okay, now this is radical generosity, radical sharing. They're all sharing together. They have some very unique circumstances which require that, but it also, you see, is their example. It says they sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity and all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So we see this early church, the way they live is to bring it all in. They're sharing everything together. 
right? And they are then using that to help others who have needs. And that's just the model of what that was like. And what it resulted in was enjoying the goodwill of the people. And I think that's even kind of how you're seeing the blessing that God's talking about, even back in Deuteronomy. That's the kind of blessing we're talking about. Enjoying the goodwill of the people, seeing people becoming saved, seeing people come to know Jesus. That's the blessing. It's not like you give money, you get rich now. That's not what it's supposed to, that's not what we're talking about. But we see it here in this radical blessing of their ministry and what they're about. Now, you read a passage like this and you think, okay, well, this is it's kind of a lot. Like, I'm supposed to just give it all? And maybe. <laughs> now, now, also we recognize like wisdom, boundaries are okay. Even I was like talking to a friend yesterday who had a, a salesman come to his door, door-to-door salesman just randomly stopped by. And he's like, you know, no, I don't want your thing. But he was nice. And then the guy's like, can I use your bathroom? And... He's like, no, you know, <laughs> this is a really nice guy that has little kids in his house. And you just, you don't have to always like do everything everyone needs or wants, right? Like he's not just going to let some stranger into their house to use the bathroom right then. Uh, you know, uh, just he was making a wise choice. So I get that. Like sometimes we need to have good boundaries and, and be wise in how we make these decisions. But I would also say sometimes we need to go beyond, Right? Sometimes we need to go beyond our boundaries. Sometimes we need to go extreme, and that's being generous. You think of the, the widow that gave her last two coins. It probably wasn't wise for how she was going to find her next meal or pay her next bill. You think about the woman that broke that alabaster jar of expensive perfume over the feet of Jesus to worship him. That was above and beyond. It's radical generosity. You think of the little boy who gave his lunch in that story of feeding the 5,000 of the loaves and the fishes, right? And that's what he had. He had his lunch. He's this little kid. I give my lunch. Here you go. I don't know how I'm going to eat, but here you go. You can have it. And Jesus used that to bless everyone, right? So there are times when we go above and beyond even these kind of boundaries. Now, I want us to even think about what should like the, the root of our generosity be or what spirit should our generosity come from? Because I think that the root of generosity is this, trust, contentment, and love. Trust. When we trust that God will provide for us, when we really believe that and trust in God for that, we're able to be generous people. When we are content with what God has given us, with what we have, then we're able to be generous with others. We're not hoarding. We're not trying to store up more for ourselves, but we, we're able to give and to share. And it's, it's, it's a spirit of love, an attitude of love, of receiving love from God and then giving love then to others. It's all out of this heart of love. But the thing is, is that there's some thieves of generosity, some robbers that come in and want to steal that spirit from us. Fear, selfishness, apathy. These are, these are ways that we think and act and, and, and we operate out of these feelings that stop us and hold us back from being generous. 
But really, you could see they're kind of a contrast to each of those other words that, that when we have fear, when we're afraid, we're not trusting in the Lord. But as we trust in God more, He meets us and soothes those fears and comforts those fears. And the more that we're generous, we even see God meet us in the midst of our fear. Selfishness. You see a lot in the, in the, the, the talks of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus, where he's like, don't hoard. Don't try and just take more and more and more for yourself and store up more and more and more. I want you to be content with what you have and then share and then give. It all is supposed to be to be generous with others, but we get greedy. We get tight-fisted, as Deuteronomy said. We get where we are clenching on and holding on to what we have out of fear or out of selfish greed. But then there's also that apathy, which is that sort of opposite of love. It's just a spirit of, I don't really, I just don't really care, honestly. I'm not going to give, I'm not going to share with somebody because I just don't care. I just care about me. I don't care about them, right? And so love, we pray for the spirit of love. So that root of generosity comes from those things. So we seek and we pray for, Lord, help me to trust. Help me to be content. Help me to love. And then we're able to live a life of generosity. Now, like I said, this is a practice. This is living the generous life, but it's more than a mindset. It's actually practicing this, doing things that will help us to live this out. Now, just to prove to you that I'm not talking about giving your offering, okay, even though it's also that, but I, I'll start with this, okay? It, I'll start with we want to practice generous speech, Practice with what we say. Practice with our words, with the way that we communicate. Whether that is with our English words, with our Spanish words, with our ASL words, whatever that might be, whatever kind of words, if it's in writing, whatever it is, we are generous with our speech. That we want to be people who are a blessing to others, that are encouraging to others, that are positive in the way that we speak about and to others. That you all have the ability to be generous with your words. It doesn't matter if you're the poorest person in this room. If you have no money or you have so much debt that you're like, I have multiples of negative money, okay? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're the richest person in this room and have so much money that you think, I've already been generous because I give all of this money. All of us have the ability to be generous with our speech, to bless others. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Now, I love this verse because this verse is telling them to do something and then does it in the sentence, okay? In the same sentence, Paul is saying, hey, encourage each other and build each other up. And then he does it just as you're already doing. Good job, right? Like, it's, it's so cool. I love to see how, like, it's all right there in the midst of that sentence. And so you can do this. It's so easy for you to do this, but you have to start to think about it that way, to give that generosity of speech. And I would say you could be generous with your testimony, generous with your story of how God has worked in your life. Don't hoard that. Don't hold on to that. 
for yourself, like, oh, I've been, I've been changed by God. That's my thing. Now share that. Share your story with others. Be generous with that, and you'll see God work through that and use that to grow his kingdom. Sometimes when we're generous with our speech, it, it does involve being generous with speaking truth. It's not just always being nicey-nice. Like sometimes we have to be generous with being able to speak hard truths even to people. But my hunch is we all need to work on saying hard truths in a way nicer way. Okay, so that's part of generosity as well. It's not for you just to get that off your chest. That's selfish. Getting it off your chest is not generosity. But helping someone and genuinely caring for them and speaking that truth in love, as the scripture says, that's generosity. So consider your speech. Are you generous or do you hoard? Now, This next thing is very related to it, and I think you can be kind with your speech, but just generous with kindness and love, as it says in Ephesians 4.32. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, right? Again, opposite of that Deuteronomy of hard-hearted, don't be hard-hearted and tight-fisted. Be tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. That God is generous to forgive you, so forgive others who have wronged you in your life. We're to be generous above and beyond with our forgiveness. Even to the point, as Jesus says, but I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Loving your enemies, this is, this is a radical command. When you really, this is something you probably know and have heard a bunch of times. But when you really think about this, this is a very difficult thing to do to actually love those people and pray for those people who hurt you. That's tough. It's tough for me. Um, But think about ways that you can be generous with kindness. Generous with kindness to others. Maybe that's generous with a compliment. Simple as that. Generous with a compliment to someone. Maybe you kind of hold those back for some reason, or you don't think of it. It's apathy, maybe. But think of how you can be generous with a compliment. Generous with a laugh. Generous to laugh at that bad joke your friend tells. You know, just, just give them the laugh. Just let it go, right? Uh, generous with your worship, to sing along here in church, to, to go for it, to be all in, to be generous in that way. To be generous with a, a text or an email or a, a handwritten note of affirmation or encouragement. That stuff just, it encourages people so much and we can be generous with that. And so it's a way that you can live this out completely outside of anything to do with money or possessions, anything like that. Generous with benefit of the doubt. To assume positive intent in the people around you or people you interact with online. To ask for clarification before you absolutely blow up and destroy them. Like try and like figure out where they're coming from. Be generous with benefit of the doubt. So consider your kindness Consider your grace and compassion for others. Are you generous in that or do you hoard? Where are you at with that? Now, we'll get into here generous to practice generous sharing. This can include giving. This can include giving to a church. This can include giving to a nonprofit. This could include giving to a person. This could include sharing something you have. Just generous sharing of, of whatever God has given you. Hebrews 13, 16 says, Don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. 
to share with those in need is a sacrifice that pleases God. And so how do you do that? Do you do that? All right, I want to read even like one more passage. It's kind of a longer one, but I think it's really, really helpful. Okay, so just track with me as we go through this whole passage. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 15. It says, remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Okay, so you plant a bunch of seeds, you get a bunch of plants, right? Like that's what it's saying. Okay, plant a bunch of seeds, you get a bunch of plants. Be generous a bunch, there's going to be a generous crop out of that in some way. Now, then the very next words he says is, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. Now, what's going on in this story here in 2 Corinthians, what he's talking about is they're going to take money that these people give. The leadership's going to take money and go back to Jerusalem. And there were people that were in need in Jerusalem, fellow believers in need. They were going to share that with, okay, or provide for their needs with that money. So that's the situation that's happening here. He says, you got to, so that's the situation. You each got to decide how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. That's not how I want you to give, he says. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. So we want to give out of that joy and cheer. And then he says, and God will generously provide all you need. So you give that, God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over for why? To you know, have a big fat bank account. Okay, or for you to get that car you've always wanted. No, it's like that you'll have plenty left over to share with others. He wants to give you more so that you can give more. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way. Why? So that you can always be generous. And when, you take, and when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result, it says from this, this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift too wonderful for words. So just this incredible passage that does talk a lot about, hey, as you give, as you share— That will help people. It's also going to bring glory to God. God's going to be praised. They're going to be helped. You're going to be blessed so that you can help people more. And then that's going to give praise to God. And then it's just going on and on. It's this cycle of generosity, glory to God, and thankfulness, gratitude. And now I'm just reading the Bible. It's like, you can be like, oh, I don't believe that that's going to happen. You know, I'm like, I'm just reading the Bible, okay? I'm not like, I didn't make that up. I'm just reading it. So I just, I want to encourage us to consider how we think about how we share. Does that include giving to church? Yeah. Does that include giving to others or nonprofits or just sharing with people? Yeah, all of it, all of it. That includes all of it. 
The Bible even, uh, in biblical times, God was telling people, like, when you harvest your, your fields, so you've got this big field. He said, don't harvest the corners of the field. Leave those with the crops still in it because that's where the poor will come through and they'll gather food for themselves in that space. There's just this, this spirit of generosity, this way of living that is different. It's not, I'm going to milk every little thing out of this speck of land for me. It's being generous with some of it for others that we give, that we share. So consider for yourself, how do you do that? There's this guy, Dave, in our church that got a stimulus check during COVID and just gave the whole thing to the food pantry so that it would help others. I know many, many of you did that or things like that during that time. So great. Maybe it's lending something. Sharing is also lending stuff. Maybe you got just awesome tools and you can lend those to, to somebody with a little less than you have. You can lend your car, you can lend your bike, whatever that might be. I think it's even having an attitude that says, if I'm going to lend money to someone, if I lend money to someone, I just act like I've given it to them and anything they would repay is just a gift instead of an obligation, right? And it's just to live that way, to live in that kind of generous sharing way. Be the one that picks up the check, not the one that always forgets their wallet. That kind of a thing, right? But uh, this, this kind of generosity or, or giving, that's why we even say giving is worship. We believe that giving is worship, but this sort of generous living is worship. And Ron even, I, I plan to say this, and Ron said it a couple times today, that worship is realigning our heart to God's heart right? That we are people who are aligned with God, and then over time we get out of alignment. And something that happens with worship and something that happens as I think we live generously as an act of worship, it brings us back into alignment with the mind and the heart of God and the hands of God, the open hands of God. And so that helps us to realign. It's an act of worship that realigns us to be in line with the way that God's generous heart works. So evaluate. How do you do with this? With sharing, with giving to others? Are you generous with your stuff, with your money? And are you generous with your time? That would be the next thing. To practice generosity with your time. Part of this is how we can be hospitable as well. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. That we, if we want to be hospitable, if we want to be people that practice this kind of hospitality, it takes our time. It just takes a slowing down, right, of the way we think and move and live. That we have to slow down to be able to, to live this way a little bit. Like, it's, it's so awesome, I think, to see people be generous with their time. That's why, like, even Operation Love next Saturday, we have this, this opportunity to serve widows in need. You could be generous with your Saturday. Saturdays are pretty precious, right? But you can be generous with your Saturday to serve widows in need. You can just help people, you know, if you just help people do stuff, fix stuff, whatever, like, kind of skills you might have to help people out, 
Just think about how you can serve others. It was so cool last um, Christmas time. If you remember like a year ago, I got in a big bike crash, broke my collarbone, and I'm like crazy Christmas lights lover. And I love the Christmas lights on my house. And my friends knew that. And a bunch of friends came over to my house because I was not able to do that work. And on a Saturday, they spent their whole day just putting up my Christmas lights for me. And it was just a way of them being generous with their time to serve a friend. And I was in need. I was in need in that moment. And we have so many people who have been generous with their time in this church. I think about Matt Eby, who's in the back right next to the door on one of those cameras, right next to the door back there. He is, uh, has been serving for 10 years, showing up at 6.30 in the morning every Sunday to, to be part of that team, right? He's actually, we love Matt. He's moving next week up to NorCal, but we love him and appreciate him. <laughs> you getting a good, like, tight shot of me right now, bro? Okay. <laughs> Uh, but no, we love him. And like all I mean, these people that, that serve in so many ways around our church for those tech folks come super early on a weekend day and help out. I think of people like Todd Piper in our church who has construction skills and has done so many projects and things for us here and for others for super cheap or nothing at all. And it's amazing. I think of Don Baylor, I see sitting back there, who uh, with Light the Night coming up, is a guy who's done many projects around here, but all the, just so much electrical work around this campus, but also sets up all the electrical that it takes, the extra power that it takes to put on Light the Night, which is an incredible task. And he's done it for decades. And so we're so grateful for people being generous with their time. Yeah, amazing. I, I know I'm, like, there's so many people that are generous with their time. I'm just highlighting a couple. I think of Jake Reese here in the front row. Jake, stand up and say hi to the people. <laughs> Jake Reese right here in the front row is a greeter. Yeah. <laughs> he serves as a greeter every week just to say hi to people, and he'll, he'll want to give you a big hug, I promise. So thanks, Jake. Yeah, appreciate the way you're generous with your time. Um, <laughs> The people we commissioned today, right, to go on these trips are so generous with their time to serve the Lord, generous to the Lord and to people in need. It's things like that, but I'd say it's also, it's also listening well. When you're with someone and they're sharing with, with you about their life, to just listen well and don't be rushed and care for them. Give them the feedback that they need in that moment. Give them the care that they need. Be a, be a good listener. That's being generous with your time, to help the next generation at your work or in our church or in your career or your hobby or things that you're good at or have gifts on that say, I want to help the next generation to, to learn the skills that I've learned. That's being generous with your time. How do you use your time? Do you share it? Do you hoard it? How do you use it? Be generous. Last thing I want to share about here is just to practice having a generous home. A generous home. Look at this. This verse is crazy. 1 Peter 4.9. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. I think it's crazy because I, I always like, I, I say this a lot, but I like when the Bible is like wildly direct. <laughs> like, you know, that feels like one of those moments. Like cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. 
Our homes are these sacred places to us, right? I mean, we, we tend to hide when the doorbell rings, <laughs> you know, because we're a little afraid it's a salesperson or something, right? But like we still, we, or we think it's a package. But at the same time, oh, to let people in your home, they might use my bathroom. Ew, like, I don't know. Like I still, they might see my mess. It's so hard to invite people into our homes, but share your home, share meals with people, share hospitality, we love that, like, Ellie Booker, woman in our church, has shared rooms in her home with people that needed a place, to needed a, that couldn't afford the crazy rent of Orange County, like young people often that were just trying to make it and just help put person after person after person up. People in our church that have helped missionaries have a place to stay. So many of you have helped our missionaries have a place to stay while they're in town for a couple weeks. We even have later this month, two different missionary families are going to be here for like a week and we need a place for them to stay. Maybe you could be generous with your home and help some of these families have that place. Uh, just talk to any of us on staff that you're willing to do that or fill out the card. But we, we can be generous with what God has given us. He asks us to practice that kind of hospitality. So how do you use your home, your car, your office, your work, your time, your, your, the things that you have to share how can you be generous? So let's, let's process through this a bit. So think about this. What is a resource that you have in abundance? Okay? Something that you might have in abundance. Time, hospitality, money, food, words, gifts, talents, the, the things that you're good at, your home. You have, like, you've got one of those, okay? I guarantee it. You got time or words, even if you got nothing else, right? <laughs> you've got something. But consider that. What do you have in abundance? And then think of one action you could do this week to practice generosity with that abundance. Try to think of something right now even. Like, what could I do? How could I practice this? Like an actual spiritual practice. Like if I was going to sit down and pray or sit down and read my Bible. How could I actually do this as a spiritual practice? And then this. Now think of one area of life where you lack abundance but could still be generous. This is a stretch for you. And I think this would be good for you to stretch yourself in an area where you feel like you lack. And if it's money and you're tight-fisted about it and you're scared, to share with someone at some point. To share with someone of your time if you feel like you're so busy I feel like God's going to give you some freedom and blessing in that as you do that. One other little practice you can do with this, I encourage you as you go today, talk with a friend or your spouse or your roommate or whoever, just somebody in your life, and talk to them and say, what, what do you think is like something I could share with others? Like, what do, you, what do you see in me as an area of abundance or lack that I could share this with? I bet they might have some better ideas than you even, okay? <laughs> so these are like, I want us to be people who are generous, and how can we actually live this out? I believe that it will result in us enjoying the goodwill of all of the people of our community and result in many being saved. God will bless you so that you can be more generous to others. Let's pray and ask God for that now. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would give us courage, Lord. That you would help us to trust in you, Lord. 
I pray that you would help us to be content with what you have given, Lord, with what we have. I pray, Lord, that you would give us a heart of love towards others. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to be a generous people, whether that's with our speech or our time or our money or our stuff or our homes, whatever it is, Lord. I pray, God, that you would reveal ways that we can practice generosity with the people around us. And I pray that it would change the world one by one, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and sing together.